Okay, we're ready. Um, so oh my god, Margo, your purple hair looks less purple now. I, know. Oh, I thought that was just the camera. No, I didn't realize your hair was purple. I did. I, I'll send you a picture. I did it a couple weeks ago, but now it's pretty faded. Now it's faded. <laughs> faded. I feel like coloring my hair blue again. Do it. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we shall start. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Harjeet with the bundle of hers, and we are recording our finale for season four and everybody is in the virtual studio whoop, whoop. Woo. we also just finished intern year no. <laughs> so freaking i'm in the picky right now so i don't feel like it just feels like another day so i haven't been back in the er but it'll be it'll be interesting once i go back to the er yeah i feel like i haven't processed that i am an intern because i went straight from ending a rotation and then going on to nights <laughs> yeah so i got a break because i got to do internship for psychiatry or sorry orientation for psychiatry which was a little bit of a break so that felt very transitional for me but it's funny because we're still doing like first year stuff in psychiatry but I feel with the confidence of a second year, so <laughs> it's very different. You got an you got an advantage. I know. <laughs> it's like repeating internship but with experience. I'm working with interns in the uh in the PICU. You know, it really does make a difference having a year under your belt. Totally. Because like they're just learning the hospital system, you know. And mm-hmm. it does take a while to learn. Mm-hmm, definitely. Lean, what are you on? I'm back in the ED for now. Do you feel like a senior? Yeah, especially yesterday. It was crazy. I was like, oh, let me me help you make your list. Let me help you find where everything's at. I actually could turn to someone and be like, go grab like a face mask for me because like we need it now. (laughs) It still hasn't. I think it hit me, but it like it's still it's still in the works. It's still in the works, making us feel like another year goes by another year of not knowing that we don't know everything. And another year of just stumbling gracefully. Yeah. Um. I, let's see, there was a lot of lessons learned, but I think the biggest thing that I noticed for intern year, we talked about it a lot in other seasons, is like the systemic issues of medicine, but being in it as a resident was very different. So specifically, I'm thinking about our work hours and burnout and the rhetoric our attendings or our program uses around that and how wellness is expected, but it's as an extracurricular in addition to our awful work hours as a way to address burnout, but that doesn't really fix anything. Um, So, (laughs) right. (laughs) So I feel like, I guess the first thing was being in the system that we had already criticized in, you know, our first couple of seasons, But then learning or feeling like I had a little bit more power in my voice to be vocal about the systemic issues felt a lot better than when I was a third and fourth year medical student, um, just enduring those things. So I kind of feel like I learned how to use that advantage of the hierarchy that we've talked about in episodes this season um, to talk about and like sort of break down the systemic issues. I don't know if you've all had experience with that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, there's a lot of times where I like missed being a medical student. I'm not going to lie 
because I just felt like I had time to be human, to have weekends off, to like have holidays off, to just not being worked uh, ridiculous hours compared to the average person. And I think throughout all of that, I've been a little bit like as the year went by, I've been a lot more salty and a lot less hiding my uh, just generalized disgruntledness. <laughs> um, but I mean, with that, like, yes, we do get the privilege of practicing medicine. But I also like a lot of the times felt like we were taken advantage of in terms of just residency, just like being a resident. And I, I'm sure this is a thing throughout the country, no matter what hospital you're working at, because like the GME hasn't changed in decades, in decades. And I don't know if there is a foreseeable way in which it will change. Bushra, I thought I was the only one who felt that way because like everyone around me, I literally got a message from my senior saying, Lean, if you don't like emergency medicine, I was like, that's not it. <laughs> it's not that I don't like emergency medicine. It's that you're not sitting there doing the full extent of the medicine you can for your patients. The whole system is just a mess. It's just a big slave wage kind of like machine where it's just pushed for patients to get out of the ED, into the ED, out of the ED. I often get the feedback. It's like, what would you do if it's your family member? And I'm thinking, I probably wouldn't even let them go to this like whole healthcare thing. Like, this is awful, you know? Man, so I've also gotten a lot more salty. And I think like my co-residents have noticed that. And they all just keep thinking like, oh, you should maybe if you don't like EM. I'm like, that's not it, people. It's that we're finally now surrounded by this system that we are constantly talking about in the last four years, right? You're constantly right. surrounded like surrounded by the capitalistic system, by the cycle of abuse system, by the burnout system. And I'm like, oh, man, like this is actually what it's like being in the middle of it. And you try to hold out as much as you can. You try to catch yourself as much as you can where you start like being salty or anything like that. But Man, some days you're just like, screw it. I'm going to be mad the rest of the shift. <laughs> this is the way it's going to go. <laughs> we love a salty moment <laughs> or moments. Yeah. To both your point, Lean and Bushra, it kind of comes back to the professionalism that we were talking about. I think our co-residents are really buying into being professional and they're probably feeling all the same things that we're talking about, but like feel like they have to be some sort of professional way about it and not be vocal. Whereas I feel like all of us, as we've been taught, like you said, talking about for the last four years and beyond how the system is broken and not working and we we feel free to be vocal and especially now as an intern because we've already matched we're in our program they need us to be working <laughs> so we can be more vocal but my co-residents definitely get uncomfortable when I am vocal about it which is very interesting yeah I think that we are rewarded in ways that are you know, celebrated in society if we go along with the system, right? And so they have no incentive of challenging that. But I think oftentimes we forget that all of us, if we all do challenge that, our lives will be better. But it's like we live in this illusion. And one thing that I um, just want to reflect on in my intern year is I think it's just an awareness and awakening that we've been going through with throughout all of the seasons of this podcast is that 
we have to be true to ourselves, right? But then actually practicing that this year has been difficult because when we were med students, it's like you talk about these systems and then you see how they directly impact your labor um, as an intern. And the fight is the same, right? Of being ourselves and systems tend to make everybody like robots and we continue to fight, but it just takes much more energy. And then your energy is already drained because you're working so much. It's a really tough balance. So I think the biggest reflection I have of intern year is that I am in the process of grieving what I thought my medical career was going to look like. Not to say that it won't be like that in the future. I'm pretty sure I'll find a way to make it mine. But it's it's not the dream of I had when I was a kid in elementary, junior high and high school and even college that I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to help people and realizing that I have to shift a lot of my therapies to appease the systems of the world. I think that's the crazy part about all of this, you know, is that you go in as a pre-med, you go in as a med student, you're writing your your um, personal statements, you're talking about your passion, it freaking the passion of medicine is a business nowadays, right? And so I think that's the craziest part of it all. And lately, I've actually been asking a lot of the people around me, my friends here, and what they think in that regards. And the two biggest themes that I've gotten back is one, that passion in medicine is underrated. And two, burnout is real. And most of us don't really want to do this. And we're actually doing this for a job to support our outside hobbies. And I'm like, how awful is this? What am I going into at this point? Right? Because that ultimately like feeds back into my, I don't think they're insecurities, but I think my feelings in the moment and I'm thinking like, yeah, I can see how this is going to happen for the next like, you know, these people are 10 years down the road. These people are maybe three years down, like they're just ahead of me by just a bit, right? And they're feeling this way. And I'm thinking, is that where I'm headed? Is this where this train is headed? Ultimately, I'm trying to think, is there a way to just make it the way your dreams were of medicine? Is there a way to bring that back? Or is the system designed to not let that happen? I don't know. And I think that uncertainty, I never do well with uncertainty. I think that's making me salty and kind of just really like not fun to be around right now. Yeah, honestly, Lean, I think it's okay to be salty, honestly, because the truth is that we need to express our emotions, right? And how we feel. I think going back to the first episode that we did in this season about revolutionizing our practices and being radical in the way we practice medicine is continuously striving to imagine a world that is different. So yes, sometimes that's very difficult. And after all of the work that we've done, and when we don't have the support of people around us, because we all are not taught to be critical, sometimes it's really difficult. It's been a year. With that, what are happy moments or things that really like stuck out to you that you're like, wow, we're an intern. I just like that I have money in my bank account. Yes. (laughs) I was telling Bushra the other day, and I was like, oh my God, who am I? uh, Yeah, that's a perk is that you do get paid. Um, (laughs) I think for me, I I think the highlight of my year has been finding really good, solid friends. Um, We have kind of similar outlook 
in life. And like a lot of them, we all work in the emergency department. A lot of them are actually nurses. And I think for me, it's a good like learning opportunity to see things from their perspective and just learning how to like communicate better. And then having that uh, relationship kind of flourish outside of the hospital. I think there are times in uh, residency where I felt like, oh, like nobody freaking understands me in this place. And I can't really talk to my co-residents because they just don't get it. And, um, you know, we'll go out for our like brunches and go out on, they're like little group dates, you know, they're like little, (laughs) they're like little pockets of um, safety that you can just kind of like dump all this shit that you like keep bottled up at work and they listen with empathy and like understanding. And that's exactly what I freaking needed this year to like get through it. Yeah, I totally get that, Bushra. And I think that it's beautiful to see that like we can build community with people other than, you know, not only our co-residents, but other people in medicine. Like, I think it's really important that we realize that we can build community with anybody, right? And um, I think it is beautiful that that's what you experience. What about you, Margo? I would say also I second what you say, Bushra's forming deeper friendships. Luckily, Harjeet stayed here with me. So we've definitely, well, I've definitely felt a lot of support from her and then just building. But also too, Bushra, I've found a lot of connections in people outside of my residency, like with nurses and techs and various staff members who I can have good conversations with that also get it and help me have those conversations. And I would say another good part of residency was towards the end when I was in clinic. And maybe you guys have had moments like this where you're talking to a patient and you could like the differential comes in your head and you know what to do and what that patient needs. And you don't feel so reliant on your attendings of like, of course, you have that conversation and that team to fall back on. But like, just feeling a little bit more competent than the beginning of the year was pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I have a long way to go. But those little moments were fun, too. No, I completely echo what all of you said about connecting with the nurses, the staff. I was just thinking, I was talking to one of our interns yesterday. Oh my God, it sounds so weird to say. But um, I was talking to one of our interns and I was like, you know what? This month, your job is just to make connections. Your job is to go meet people. Your job is to just find your way around this place. And I was thinking like, I am excited to go to work because of the people I work with in terms of staff and nursing. And I freaking love the people at the hospital. You know what I mean? We're constantly sitting there. We either commiserate or we're dancing in the call, like in the back room with all the supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just what we do. Or we just talk about our lives outside of the hospital. And I just really relate to them. They're very down to earth. And I'm just thinking like, this is what makes it worth coming to work every day is having these connections with these people. Another thing that I noticed that was like, wow, we're like really have a year down is just the vast knowledge that we know and that we're able to teach it. It's just crazy. Like I'm just I'm sitting there like, no, do this, do this. And they get so close. It's freaking mind blowing. Like you just don't feel like a year really passed by. And then you see the way the interns are on their first day. And it's like, that was me. You know, you don't realize how much you grow um, until you see it a year later. And I, too, now um, I was on nights and I admitted the past three days, like maybe four or five people and I knew what to do and I didn't need to ask anybody um, if I was doing the right thing because I felt like I could keep them stable and safe overnight and then their teams would take over and learn a little bit more about them. 
But yeah, I think I wasn't joking about the money, but that was a perk. But something that has been happy moments for me is also echoing everything everyone has said about creating deeper bonds and friendships with the people that I already had connected with has been um, super powerful for me. I think that Something that I mentioned in a reflection in a finale maybe a couple years ago was that I wanted to start making my own choices in my life. And I think that's something that I have kind of like blossomed into doing more this year, which I'm really proud of myself for. And I think a lot of that is I got confidence from, you know, having a title of being a doctor, you know, you don't realize how much that privilege gives you confidence and how you can utilize that privilege to bring people along with you. And I jokingly always go around being like, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor one, because it helps me with my confidence. But also because I think that it's important for us to see people from all walks of life becoming who they want to be, no matter what that is, right? So um, that's been something that's been really good for me is finding love and support, deepening my connections and also building my confidence this year. And I am excited about that. And I'm excited that we could kind of share that even with our topics on Bundle of Hers. I think we were able to talk about things that we were maybe scared about talking about before. And a lot of that has come with us knowing that what we're doing is the right thing and not being afraid of anybody. So I guess what are our things that we're looking for moving forward is kind of a question we always end with on our finale episodes. So what is everyone looking forward to? I'm looking forward to sharing and continuing these conversations that we've been having about the system and the way we feel with the incoming interns and medical students with sort of that confidence that you were talking about, Harjeet. And feeling more rooted and loud in my voice in sharing those ideas. So I'm looking forward to that as a second year with the little bit more privilege that we get. You know, I struggle a lot with like what I hope for in the next coming year. I'm generally not like a planner, but in general, I think for me over the next year, I want to be better at my craft. I want to be a better doctor. And I'm really pushing myself early on this year to to read more. I'm opening up my freaking textbook, my 10 Nellies <laughs> emergency medicine textbook a lot more often. I've been doing more questions. I'm more inquisitive and I think more thoughtful about like patients that I have now. And I think this all comes down to having more responsibility as a second year a second year EM resident. And um, I just want to set myself up for success when I am in the, you know, resuscitation bay and I'm the freaking senior. Like Margot mentioned before, we always have an attending to bounce things off of. But I think that in wanting a career in emergency medicine, I can't always be using the crutches that I have versus being able to learn and solidify things in my brain. And then the other thing is, I think that I want to be a good example for the new, uh, the in the now interns, I guess, since I'm no longer one. And if I am trying to do that, then I have to be a better, a uh, better doctor myself. And um, I also want to 
like extend grace to people who make mistakes because I think that sometimes it's easy to point the finger at people when they make a mistake and that doesn't really prove to be a like a safe learning environment which is I think like all of us that are training that's what we need to be good doctors. Absolutely. I think I'm right there with you on that one. I think in this upcoming year I definitely want to crack open a book. <laughs> And at least, you know, be able to be confident when it comes to the to the tough diagnoses. But that being said, I'm also excited to finally see the more sicker patients. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but I think being an intern, we're often, you know, at least sometimes we're babied with more of the um, lower acuity patients. And I mean, I'm thinking like that's not why I went into emergency medicine. It's a part of it, but it's not completely why I went into emergency medicine. I like the critical care aspect. And so that's one thing I'm really excited about. Um, I know just yesterday I had like two really sick patients and I was like amped when I went home. And I was like, this is the feeling I need when I go home is feeling amped. And on the other hand, I also do want to be that, you know, I want to improve my connection with the incoming interns, I feel like I really struggle to make connections with people here. And I guess that's just nothing new. But anywhere I go, it's always that way. But I think I want to be the resident that interns or whoever can rely on, who can, you know, come to whether it's for medicine or not medicine things, and just kind of give my insight into how to deal with the environment around us that's not really conducive of a wonderful, I would say, the all dreaming medicine learning environment, right? Where there's a big aspect of healthcare business and a big aspect of lack of medical literacy and all that stuff. Does that make sense? I'm just saying patients nowadays, everybody's a doctor. And so you're like sitting there and you're trying to tell them how essential oils isn't going to treat their COVID and, and COVID is a real thing. And oh, it's just so frustrating. I feel like we have a different patient population now than we did prior to the pandemic. And so that's one thing we got to get through. Yeah, Lean, I think I just want to also acknowledge that, you know, this year was pretty hard for everybody because of the pandemic, also hard for all of us. So I think we're still processing all those emotions. But I think something that I'm looking forward to is similar to what everyone else has said. I just want to be a really good freaking psychiatrist. And I think I'm excited to explore all the different realms of psychiatry and see where I can make an impact and where I can keep on pushing the boundaries of knowledge. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I just wanted to thank all of our listeners for always, always, always listening to our episodes and engaging with us. It's been awesome to actually meet a lot of people who listen to the podcast outside in the outside world. I get so excited and I always text everybody like, you can't believe who I met. Someone's listening to our podcast. And it just makes us so grateful that our voices are reaching out to those people that need them most. And your voices are always, always, always reaching out to us as well. So I just wanted to express a lot of gratitude to our listeners. Also, thank you for allowing us to push our ideas and push our thoughts and our voices on topics that I think are often not represented in medicine. And I think that's always been our goal with the bundle of hers. Um, with that, Busha, do you want to close for us? Well, if you insist, I suppose. All right, you guys, that is a wrap for season four. Um, thank you all for staying tuned. And until next time, bye-bye.